I'm Joshua Potts, he's Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts, and we're your favorite two black runners coming at you every two black Tuesday on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. And we're coming at you first podcast of 2021. We went out of 2020 with your favorite two black runners. We're coming into 2021 with your favorite two black runners, just us two going in. And we really want to talk about some track news and really just the excitement that 2021 is going to bring to track and field. And believe me, we're going to get back on Tuesday and we're going to get back to great guests like, dude, Aaron, the list that we got lined up coming these next hey. three, four weeks, it's going to be insane. You guys are going to want to stick around. Dude, and what is just, it, it's just crazy, bro. It's 2021. You know, I remember this time last year we were planning, we were, we were strategizing on what mm-hmm. we were going to do with the running report. And we're already in 2021. I mean, around this time last year, we were thinking, you know, it's Olympic year. We're lining up. But yeah, we're back at it again. Another Olympic year. Um, <laughs> and there's some exciting storylines that are developing right now. There's some things to get excited about in the track and field world. So uh, I'm excited to, to dig into this. Yeah, but before we get into our five biggest running storylines that we're really thinking about in 2021, that's gonna create this great Olympic year that may bring track and field to like to the forefront and really just be that sport that we're watching this summer in the Olympics, is that we kind of want to take you guys behind the curtain of like people that we want on the podcast and things that we're really striving for the podcast here in 2021. And we want to say this more than ever because like we love the guests that we decide to bring on the podcast and reach out to but we really want to hear from you guys as well so if you guys want to dm us on instagram at running underscore report and just dm us who you guys want to see on the podcast or comment on our latest two black runners posts or even leave a review or if you're listening on apple Podcasts and comment down there who you think we should have on the podcast because i think the people we want certain people that we we there's certain people that we're looking for this year on the podcast, but more importantly, we want to hear from you and who you want on the podcast this year. But Aaron, tell them a little bit about the people that we want this year on the podcast. Yeah. First of all, like Joshua said, we want to hear from you all because we want to build an interactive community. We want to talk mm-hmm. to you. We want to talk to you guys more and more. We want to bring you guys behind the curtain so you can hear these these guests and uh, every athlete speak in a way you've never have been before. And when we talk about these athletes, it doesn't always gotta be someone, you know, top of the line that has the fastest time ever. When we bring people on, we wanna hear about more than a PR. We wanna hear a story. We want you guys to leave inspired and we want you to learn something that you didn't know before. And honestly, I myself, I want to talk to somebody with something interesting to say as well. I'm trying to learn myself too. So if you guys mm-hmm. can put us on and get a good guest that you think we would enjoy talking to as well. And I know it's not all about us, but I'm just saying like y'all want to hook yeah. us up, you know, cause there's a lot of people out there in the running industry and the running world doing so many amazing things. I think we've had examples like that with Daryl Murphy, uh, Jamie reviews and people like that, that had such great stories. And even someone um, 
like when we had her uh, come on for come on for vote talking about the voting things that Rebecca was, Mira. yeah Rebecca Mira like I didn't I didn't know of her and we just found her and it was and it was a great podcast so there's so many people out there and we want to definitely you know satisfy our listeners and bring you guys something that's bigger than just hey this person ran nine seconds in the 100 we definitely want to be more entertaining entertaining than that so if you can please let us know please let us know who you would like to hear dm us uh running underscore report or you can even leave a little note on our website uh yeah. at running-report.com as well and also, like Aaron's saying, we don't want those people that he just ran 9.9 in the in the hundred. But also, we do want those people as well, because like Aaron was saying in the beginning, like this is an Olympic year going into 2021, and one of our focuses here on the Runner Report, as it comes to YouTube, comes to Instagram, and especially on the podcast, we want to build these athletes up and build these storylines up as we go into these 2021 Olympics, so that when you're watching the hundred, when you're watching the pole vault, when you're watching the triple jump, you're able to actually connect to these athletes and to these stories that are happening on the track and on the field to just overall give you a better experience and give us a better experience as well so that's something we're really looking into and that's on getting people like coaches athletes agents and even commentators hint hint uh yeah Uh-oh. next two weeks you'll hit that's a little hint that's a little hint for a hey, guest we that got, we got coming they up. really don't know man we really got fired up these next couple of weeks like for real like i'm excited i'm excited to talk to these people and then another uh key aspect that we really want to touch on is really just the college experience right now too in 2021 i think at some point we're going to get some college athletes on if that's on the sprints the field the track or the throws to really just talk about because i feel like it's a very very interesting time for college sports and especially in track and field with just even the the cutting of like men's Clemson and like they're doing great work right now. Shout out to Russell. And if you haven't listened to that plot, that podcast about saving Clemson track and field, you should go ahead and listen to that because they're doing great things. And that experience is so critical right now to be touched on, like for sure, for sure. Yeah. So make sure y'all tune in and Hey, I'm gonna give a shameless plug. I mean, save Clemson XC or save Clemson. Just look that up on Instagram, go follow their page and, help them out because they really grinding right now and doing some work trying to get that program back and stay reinstated yeah but aaron let's get into this bro let's get into this five biggest running storylines of 2021 these are the storylines that we think are really going to captivate the running world going into this year and going into the the olympics and the first to start it off aaron get ready get ready bro this is what's going to be happening in 2021 it's going to be return of the headliners to the track in 2020 we saw like I, we saw a lot of like distance runners go off. They stole the limelight. I'm, not, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. We have people like Sarah Hall was still in the limelight from a lot of the from a lot of the sprinters. Even Mark Hare at the end of the year. Uh, Eli Kipchoge is always a beast, but he always steals the limelight. And they're really just like dominating the headlines throughout. Like Shelby Houlihan, Mohamed. The list can go on and on and on. And that's because we didn't get to see athletes like Sidney McLaughlin race. Dalila Muhammad only raced one time last year noah lyles ran a couple of diamond league races but like it was nothing like over the top that just made us jump out our seat michael norman ran that one great 9.8 uh 100 but then we didn't even get to see like people the women's 100 meter hurdles that were really impressive that shawnee miller Weibo, dion archer smith solid and this year all these people barely even raced but next year 
these sprinters have been in their cave hibernating waiting for their time to go out there on the track and really just shine like bro they're gonna kill it this next year brother yeah. they haven't raced in a long time no and, and they should be rested anyone that was uh dealing with an injury should be healthy and ready to go they're gonna be bigger stronger and they're gonna be faster so i'm excited to see these matchups because yeah matchups because like you were saying on the distance side we saw a lot of records go down we saw a lot of american records go down we saw world records go down we didn't get to really we saw world leads in uh in like the 100 and 200 and things of that nature but yeah. there was a lot of a lot of sprinters that we missed out on i mean like we said you know the the most competitive one of the most competitive events right now in track and field is the women's 400 hurdles is the men's 400 meters hurdles is the and it's also the women's 100 meter hurdles and we didn't get to see any of those races we didn't get to see you know our young star grant holloway kind of like do his thing we didn't really get to see you know the real noah lyles and uh mm -hmm. michael norman matchup that we've been all waiting for and when it comes down to it uh i gotta say it man sprinters are the stars you know sprinters yeah when you have once you have your sprinters at the track meet that's what brings the electricity like that's what gets the crowd going so it's going to be exciting to have that element back in our sport i mean the track meet was great but imagine adding in some sprinters in there to really amp up the meet amp out the crowd and bring some more fun to it so i'm definitely excited to see you know that sydney versus delia that noah versus michael Brianna McNeil versus Nia Ali. There's so many matchups that we really missed out on. So 2021 is going to be great. And don't be mistaken, like the sprinters were still competing and they even had like their own small meets. But I think we can all say if you pay attention to running media that like distance running, especially in the U.S., kind of at least like on the underground circuit, like runs of uh, running media. So the distance running time trials and everything was really covered and blasted more into like our faces besides like the sprinting sprinting meets because there weren't as many headlining stars in the making but the question i got for you for the return of the headliners to the track is like what do you think is going to be the biggest headline going into 2021 tokyo who's going to steal the show at the olympics this year i know it's far out but it's a question i need to know i mean i'm gonna put y'all on you know for sure like we've been we've been preaching this to the choir but it has to be sydney mclaughlin and delia muhammad they are both at the top of their game right now. Every time, it seems like every time they race a world record, it's going to go down. And they're so competitive. And I love how everybody just on Sydney and just love her and think she's going to win it all the time. But Dalia Muhammad always shows up. And I don't even got to, I don't even want to say Dalia Muhammad always shows up because, like, she's the champion, you know? She's the champion. So Sydney's showing up for her to, to beat, trying to beat her. So I love that matchup. And dude, I love Sydney McLaughlin too. Like she's a young star in the, in the making. And I think she could do a lot of great things to bring popularity to the sport with her personality and how funny she is as well. So that's one, that's one of the biggest matchup matchups. And then on the men's side, I think it's interesting too, because ever since we lost Usain Bolt, you know, you know, it's hard to replace that. I don't know if we ever will mm -hmm. replace it. It'll be someone new. There'll never be another U Usain Bolt, you know, like there was never 
another Carl Lewis, you know, it's just a, a different version. But I think this Olympics is really gonna tell us a lot about who is that next star because we got Michael Norman running the four and the two, racing against Wade Van Niekert, and then he's gonna be racing against Noah Lyles in the two. If he beats both of them, is he the best? He still got to race. He still got to race Fred Curley and Steven Gardner in the 400 too. Let's not forget hey, about that though. Can't can't sleep on Fred Curley. That boy put in work, bro. That boy put in work. But then yeah, Noah Lyles. This is his chance as well. Like, who was the last person that, that won the one and the two at the Olympics? I mean, yeah, both. So this is really gonna solidify who is like number one. Now there's room for everybody. They're all great. But I think on that sprint side from the one to the four, there's a lot of shuffling around right now of who's really that guy there. And it, and it makes it really exciting. So those are going to be some of the some of the biggest, the two of the two biggest headlines. I think that, you know, track and field media, if y'all listening to this or Olympics, hey, really push those out because you got personalities in those two. Like Noah allows such a personality rap star. Then you got Michael. <laughs> he, he, real, don't wanna, he don't want to see me in a rap battle, but we don't have to go You're into on the that. Mic. He don't want to see me on the mic, but we don't got to go into that. And then uh, we got Michael Michael Norman. You know, I feel like he's like a little bit, you know, America's like humble and quiet star. Uh, with tiger that, blood. Yeah, he got that. He got that tiger blood, that half black and Asian blood. And y'all already know uh, what's her name, Namasaki on tennis. You got Tiger Woods. Like I don't know. Something different about it. Something different about it. So, and we've been seeing him. He's from the IE. So, hey, he, yeah, he might do something crazy. Like, I don't know. But then, last but not least, you got Trayvon Bromel. You know, the comeback kid. Like, crazy story. At twenty, at twenty one, he was he was a star at, at the Olympics. Gets that injury, and boom, he's popping up again. But I'm getting a little bit too far ahead of myself, but. Dude, I'm, I'm I'm hyped. I think we got some good some good matchups that are coming up on the on the sprint side. I, all those are very good points. And last year, I would have totally disagreed with you, Aaron. I would have said that the biggest headline of to 2020 Tokyo is going to be Mondo Duplantis. Mm -hmm. And I just, I knew last year Mondo, it was going to be Mondo Duplantis year. I didn't think he was going to do the things he did and go 16 straight wins and become the greatest pole vaulter of all time, getting the indoor and outdoor world record at 19 years old. I didn't think, wait, 19, 20 years old, however old this man yeah. is. I didn't think that was going to happen. But I think he's still going to be a great star. And I think people are going to walk away from the Olympics remembering Mono Duplantis and the dominance that he has over the pole vault and remembering like this guy's going to be here in 2024 doing the same thing. But like you said, Muhammad and McLaughlin is going to be like the true headline of this sport. And a lot of people are going to be looking at this and be learning about the little Muhammad and Cindy McLaughlin. But we cannot forget about the four other U.S. women and just the whole entire field. And the whole entire 400 meter hurdles field, bro. There are four other U.S. women currently competing right now that are in the top 25 all time, including Corey Carter, Shamir Little, Ashley Spencer, and Georgianne Molina. Like the world record will either go down at the Olympic trials or the Olympics. So I think yeah. this this race is going to be just like it's it's going to be it's going to give people goosebumps when the race starts, and then some some people's heads may explode when the gun when the race is all over, bro, because it's going to be that crazy and that insane. To be it's going to be hard just to 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 make it to the Olympics out of the U.S. and the four hurdles. For sure. That's going to be tough, bro. Shamir Little, uh, Nia Ali, and Corey Carter. 
that if those three, if that three was our team, I'm not even saying if that three was our team, we still be good. Like we'd be like, damn, our team is nice, you know? Yeah. But we got on top of on top of those three great stars, we got Dalia and we got Sydney. Like, it's wild. It's wild. So hey, if you run the four hurdles, you gotta come ready. That's how you gotta come ready. They ain't playing. For real, but moving on to our another biggest headline coming into 2021 that we think is going to steal the show when people are really going to be focused on, and especially this distance running media outlet that's being really like plastered around. And that's going to be like the U.S. women's distance running and their quest for gold here at the Olympics. The last time an Olympic woman has got gold from the 800 to the marathon is was back in 1984. And the wow. closest they've gotten is since Emma Coburn when she placed third at the Rio 2016 Olympics and the 3,000 meter steeplechase. So it's been a long time since they've gotten gold, but every single year the women are getting closer and closer to like getting that world championship gold in the 8:15 or anything like that. The closest last time was Aj Wilson and Raven Rogers, who went two and three to Halim Halim Naki from uh Uganda in 800 meter. So like, there's a lot of there's a lot of competition really domestically especially with Hulahan Simpson and Purier in the 1500 as well but Aaron who do you think has the greatest chance to like take home gold for the U.S. women this year man it, it, it's tough because those women distances are crazy um but I'm, I'm gonna have to go with either AJ Wilson or Raven Rogers in that 800 yeah you know we've already seen them both medal at the world stage. AJ Wilson has been there plenty of times and I'm sure AJ Wilson is is like, she ready. After getting that third, that third, I don't think she was satisfied with that too. So I feel like she's gonna be coming with vengeance this one. I'm also really interested to see what Raven Rogers is gonna do now that she's training. New coach, with, yeah. yeah, new coach training with Pete Julian, same coach that coaches Donovan Brazier and Ingles and, and they doing their thing over there. So. I wouldn't be surprised if we went one two in that event. To be honest, like we we nice in that, we nice in that. For real, for real. That's what I'm really like excited for. I want to see them go one two. Then if Hannah Green can get in there or Sierra Brown can get in there as well, like the 800 meter or maybe low key, can we get a thing Mo in there too? Like hold up, oh, shout hold out. Up. Can we get it? Can we go 800 you over there at Texas A&M? She may be able to get in there too. Like I think it would be the 800 meter. It's going to be really nice. But then also, I think we got to talk about Emma Coburn because Emma Coburn is always there. She has a world championship gold medal What back in 2017. Her and Courtney Ferrix went 1-2. But like, it, I feel like it's always hard as you get harder in distance because Kenyans, Ethiopians, and Ugandans now, like they're always so competitive. And Aaron was, you were saying off wax, Patrice Kipchoek, like she's killing it right now. 844, bro. She ran an 844. <laughs> Bro, she might make yeah. it to the NCAA Nationals for the men. Like, I ain't even... That's A44. That's that's so much faster than any other woman. It's insane, bro. So, she's going to have... I mean... No, I'm not... I was about to say, Emma, you better hope she fall. But no, nah, <laughs> we don't want to... We don't going to wish no one going to fall. We ain't going to wish no one going to fall. But I think it's going to be tough for her to beat her. She's like a caster... Like, a caster-level athlete, like... Like when, when Castro was doing the eight, it was just like, oh, I don't know if these girls gonna be able to beat her. She crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. That's tough. I'm also interested to see what Hulahan is gonna do 
coming off that 14-23 American record, which is tough. That's that's a tough that's a tough time. Like that's quick, but you know, uh, let's let Sabine. I'm sorry, G'day. I'm sorry, I'm I'm butchering his name, but G'day ran that 14-07 this year, world record, and she's gonna have to face against Stefan Hassan, who ran a 4-12 world record, and then always the Baba there, which she has 14-15 5K. And she got the, the 350-1500. Now, I think Coolahan, she's been on the rise the last couple of years. And that 1423 world record, I mean, American record, that was a time trial. So, yeah, I think that she can be in the, I think she's going to be in the teams. Like, I think she could run, like, like close to 14-15. And, you know, it, it'll just, it's just going to come down to a kick. Like, can she be, is she going to be in it with the leaders? with 300 meters to go and is she gonna be able to outkick one of those girls now that's yeah that's hard to do that's hard to do but i really think she she is like that type of talent so i think she definitely it's gonna be hard to even just medal in that event but Most definitely i do think she has a chance i do think she has a chance to win gold do you think she has a better chance in the 15 or the five though because she also was running crazy in the five. But last year at 2019 World Championships, was she placed sixth place and ran the American record in that race? Like, is there a better chance that she may have a better shot in the 15? Because we already know Safana San, I don't know what Safana San may do. Safana San can literally do anything on the track and may be able to dominate and win both races. And if yeah. it's the 15 or five or the 15 or the 10. But is the better chance the 15 or the five? I, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm like not really sure. And I think it depends a lot on uh, where girls the uh, like where girls end up racing. You know, like Stefan, she did a weird double. Like who does a 15 in the 10? Like, I don't she know. Gonna, is she going to do that again? I don't, I don't <laughs> well, know. You, well, you have the number four all time in the, in the, we have number four all time in the 10K. It's all like, I could just, I can eat this easy. That's easy for her to go out there and win it, it seems like. But then also, I want to say, uh, I don't think Shelby Houlihan will be the fastest American in the 15 this year. Who do you I'm, think I'm will say be? That straight up. I think Ella Perrier is going to be the fastest woman in the 15 in America this year. What is she I'm saying indoors this year? She ran 416. 416 that's, indoors. That's moving. That's moving. I think she's going to be the fastest woman. I think she's going to beat. She's. I think she's going to beat Shelby Houlihan and Jenny Simpson at the Olympic trials. I'm gonna put that on wax right now, like for sure, for sure. I think that's going down. Ella Perrier is on a mission. She wasn't out there running those flashy time trials. She didn't need to do all that, but she did. She did run some cool time trials just on the down low and everything like that. But I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna be there and, and ready for the challenge when it comes when it comes to ready for it. Like. Okay. 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 I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see first. about that. Uh, yeah, you heard it here first on the running report. Joshua put that on wax, but Hulahan, I got you. I got I got Hulahan beating her. I ain't gonna. I gotta say, I think she gonna. I think she on the next. She on another level, bro. Let's move on, bro, to our next one. Biggest headline of 2021 coming in this year. I think we have to talk about Christian Coleman, bro. Christian Coleman most likely is going to miss the Olympics because of his whereabouts situation. He's still trying to appeal the whole entire thing. But, like, who is going to take Christian Coleman's spot of being fastest man 
in the world. And I think the people that we are looking at is really Noah Lyles could steal it if he plans to double the 100 meter and 200 and get gold in both of those events. Trayvon Vermel could easily come back up. He ran a number two time in the world last year, a 9.9 legal and a 9.87 win, win aided as well. So he's running great last year. But then also we have to consider like Andre DeGrasse, who has been coming up from Canada. And then Johan Blake is still in the conversation, even though he hasn't ran uh, even close to that 9.69 since 2012. But then I think we also have to think about Aaron, like could Wade Van Niekirk or Michael Norman steal the spotlight and be like the fastest man alive, just like how Michael Johnson used to be back in the day when he was winning the 400 and 200 meter double. So like, who's going to really steal that spotlight of fastest man in the world this year here in 2021? Man, bro. I mean, if you guys go back and saw my old, my old videos, when I talked about the spotlight with Joshua, I would have said no allows, but this year has made me just really think it's going to be Michael Norman, man. I think he's going to either win the four and two, or you heard it here first too. Like, don't be surprised if this man just drops down to the one. Maybe not this year. Maybe it's too early to say this year. But I'm bro, telling Loki, you, I feel like he could. I low-key feel like he could, bro. He ran a 9.86. He ran a 9.86, bro. He could yeah. run the one, and he has such a good base. He's so strong, so he's gonna be able to hold his form a lot better than a, a a lot better than a lot of different other athletes. And you know, someone else that did the same thing, who was a 400 meter runner and moved down to the one, and was dominant. You know, another person that did that, his name was Usain Bolt. So don't okay. be surprised. Don't be surprised in like a couple years, like at, at one of these Olympics or something. You know, it just comes out Michael Norman just moving down to the one. But other than that, if he runs the four and the two, I feel like he's going to run something crazy. Like, if he wins the four and then beats Noah Lyles in the 200, he's going to be the fastest in the world because I think Noah, because if Noah Lyles can't, it's going to be, it's going to come down who can double, who can double. Mm -hmm. Just because of the state that we're in, we're kind of like in this limbo. Like, we don't know, we don't have a person who is just like, that guy is the best. Yeah. So... I think it's going to come down to who can win two events at the Olympics. Because Trayvon Bromel might get no allows in the one, to be honest. He could. He could. But then also, I think... I think it could come down to the fast man in the world being that 400 or 200 person, like whoever doubles back. Because when you think about it, Aaron, like the 400 meter world record is probably going to go down at the Olympics. Like Wade Van Niekirk is the former world record holder. I'm assuming he's going to be there if he doesn't get injured. So he has the number one time in the world. Michael Norman should be there if he doesn't get injured again. He has number four time in the world. Steven Gardner from the Bahamas will be there. Has number six time in the world ever and then fred curley is going to be there as well and he has the number eight time ever so like there is like four guys in the top 10 of all time will probably be in the olympic olympic final so like the world record will probably go down and like whenever somebody breaks the 400 meter world record it's headlining news because we all know the pain of the 400 yeah and and you just saying that right now too there's no guarantees for michael norman to win that four and there's no guarantees for Lyles to win that one you know yeah so like if you can win if they can win their respective events which already is a very hard feat and like you're saying Michael Norman's gonna have to run fast to break that to win that one like it's yeah. not gonna be easy and then they're gonna have to meet at the 200 so 
there's going to be some hype behind that, especially if they both come off W's and then they're meeting in the two. And it's like the race to see who's the best. So let's hope that they both win. I don't know if I want to say that. Let's hope that they both win. I would love to see Brumel come and win that 100 after like he was basically like people forgot who he was. People thought he was low-key retired, man. He was the golden boy, bro, because he was he was out there. He was he was 21 at the Olympics, bro. Like he they people thought he was next. So I would love to see him win the 100. And that's a big that's going to be a big storyline, too. Yeah, love some Trayvon Rommel, real dog. Definitely got to get him on the podcast, like for sure. Before before the Olympics, hopefully we can get him on. That would be epic. But then also, another biggest running headline, and I think this may connect more to us, and you guys may not see this as much as us, but we're working towards this, and we know other people are working towards this as well. Like, is this the year that track can really break through to the mainstream and become one of those sports that people really truly follow. Like we have so many goats right now competing in track and field with the rise of like social media and how everything is going. Like we have goats like Dilla Muhammad and Mono Duplantis, Allison Felix uh, finishing off her career. Christian Taylor, who hasn't lost like a world championship triple jump in so long. There's so many great women ones. You meet her hurdlers, Joshua Cheptegei, Mo Farah, like the list can go on. And then we have all these social media pages like Flow Track, Runner Space, Trackster, Spike Smack. World Athletics does great things, and even things like the underground, like Ben Crawford's things and Fast Woman, even like Tim Men Elite. Like there's so many, there's so many people pushing the sport forward right now. And with the Olympics in a year like 2021, where like uh, things are, I feel like things are still going to be slowed down with the coronavirus, and all eyes are going to be there as the Olympics were postponed. Like this is hyped up this year. Can this be the year that that track breaks through, bro? Is it the year track breaks through? I mean, you just listed so many different things that's going on in the track and field world. And the fact that there's so many different platforms out there trying to supply everyone with entertainment, you know, it just shows that there is a want for that, you know, because people try to say like, yo, there's not really no one likes track. Obviously, somebody likes track. There's like six or seven different social media pages. And the fact that there's six or seven social media pages and they're not all the same, it shows that there's a lot that we can pull from these stories. Like there is a lot of amazing stories out there that we can really talk on. Now, that is so like spread thin, we got to find a way to maybe like come together and centralize it or the Olympic channel or whoever is is over promoting it needs to take a page from our book because for me, like, it's kind of crazy to see, like, all these Instagram pages popping up covering this stuff because I grew up, I grew up, like, I remember, like, sophomore year, you know, or sophomore freshman year, I discovered Diastat, I discovered Flow Track, you know, and I was yeah. watching all those videos, watching all the workout Wednesdays. I was going on Diastat, checking rankings. And now that kid that's a freshman or a sophomore, they probably, a lot of them, they're not on Diastat. They're not even, they're not on full track because you have to, you have to subscribe for a lot of things. And a lot of kids don't have the money to do that. So they're on all these, 
these these Instagram pages. They're on. They're following just ten minute elite. They're following the running report. They're following Trackste. So I saw the development of FlowTrack from that website to what it is now, and I'm telling you what we're seeing right now in the social media game, like it's the future. It's the future of how media will be produced for track and field, and we can take it. You know, the sky's the limit. We'll see where it, we'll see where it goes. But I definitely just think that people are consuming running content in a way, way different than I was when I was in high school. And that wasn't, I mean, I ain't that old, okay? Like, I went into high school, I graduated in 2012. So I was in high school, like, that was like 2008, 2009 when I first started seeing it. And yeah. it's already changed so much. So just imagine, like, four years from now, or even, like, we have, like, so many uh, Olympics back-to-back now because of COVID. So we'll see like in these next three years, I think we're going to see a lot of different changes. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I think uh, what's really going to, going to be big and that's going to really like change the game is that this is the fact of like, this is how all sports are being consumed now, like through like social media. Like, I feel like I get most of my sports, sports news or even just news in general is from instagram if it's, it's from espn it's from sports center it's from the new york times instagram or new york times twitter or something like that that's where you get most most of your news so seeing that being in the track and field form i think it's going to be the next be the next level and i like how you really said the centralized platform and i think i think soon enough there's going to be one giant that really emerges and steps ahead because i think we have the the giant right now that's kind of dominating the social media game but like everybody's licking their chops and coming up and and just i feel like the giant the giant's low-key full and there's a whole bunch of hungry little lions uh ready ready to try and take take the throne we alphas out here bro west fly no i'm just playing but uh, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's get to our last last headline, bro. Yeah. Last headline that's gonna steal 2021, bro. Allison Felix, bro, the queen. Her legacy maybe maybe over this year, but her legacy will be complete as Felix is trying to make her fifth Olympic team and wow. trying to go either in the 400 meter or in a relay and try and make that U.S. team. Last time she played sixth place at the 2019 U.S. Champs to make the team and she was a member of the world uh, mixed relay winning gold and I believe also breaking the world record and this was after coming off an injury and the birth of her first child like bro Allison Felix's legacy may already be complete as we can say she could probably retire and still be one of the greatest but like what is it going to do if she's able to make this Olympic team this year and just talk about like the hype that this is going to be surrounded by yeah, I'm just so excited to see her line up, you know, um, just like, you know, coming off of the baby and then getting six at the USA's and then her having this extra year to really train and get back to herself. Uh, I mean, I'm ex- really just excited to see what she can do, see if she can make an individual team, which I honestly believe she can because she's a GOAT. You never doubt a GOAT. Yeah. But sure. what will it do for her? I mean... I don't know, man. I don't really know if there's anything else that she really needs to do. It will just continue to prove that, you know, that that she is a GOAT, you know, to come back from that pregnancy and already do what she what she did, getting six and then getting a, a getting a medal in that mixed relay. I mean, that already says enough about not just her as an athlete, but her character 
and you know and her determination and the type of person she is so if she was the, it would just be legendary the, mm-hmm. you know if she was to make make the team or get a medal at the olympics like it would be legendary it it would you know how we were saying earlier you know like you know sydney delia like all those people like you know they're gonna be the stars if Allison Felix is in the final of the 400 I tell you, oh, bro. Everyone's tuned in. Everyone's that, tuned in. There's nothing else. That that's that's the star. That that's yeah. the star right there. That's what we're all watching to see what's gonna happen. So yeah, if she did something like that, it's just legendary stat it's legendary status. It's Flojo status. Like it's like, you know, people are already gonna remember her name forever, but doing something like that is just gonna make her mythological. Bro, and when you said that, I'm not even gonna cap. I looked, he got goosebumps. I was like, dang, bro, like you're you're right. Like that's gonna be such an epic moment if she's able to line up in the open four in the open four hundred, or even if it's in the mixed relay or in the four by four. It's gonna be so legendary to see her there. But then also, not to shine a light away from Alice Felix at all. She's a great. But then this is also like the complete the completing of the legacy for Shelly Ann Fraser Price. Cause I feel like I may oh, just be because we're from the U.S., but dude. like, dude, Shelly at Fraser Price is so good. She's, she's really a beast, good. Bro. She's a <laughs> the, like she's running so fast in the 100 meters still. And I want to say I low key I, I forgot to get the stat, but I think she's won the Olympics twice in the 100 meter, and there's only been like two or three other people that have done so. So it really is going to be incredible to see like maybe possibly her final olympics too as well as they used to battle as well in the 100 and 200 until allison moved up to the four yeah bro she is definitely a certified goat i mean i'm looking her i'm looking her up right now to see how many medals she got but i just feel like she don't lose every year she in the one and you know that she gonna bring that heat i remember when she used to be battling carmeletta and she just been in the game for such a long time so it's gonna be super exciting to see her and i know for sure i know for sure i know for sure she's gonna be in the final bro she's oh most definitely final. she had the world lead last year in the hundred uh i believe yeah. and she ran like she whatever her world lead was i want to say whatever it was she ran it like three different times beating elaine thompson as well in the process so like she's in tip-top shape like allison felix last year she ran some indoor races where she didn't have the greatest like 60s she wasn't running the great 60s but she did run that really good 150 but then like shelly and frazier like she hasn't lost a step like at all and like like i said she is one of the only five people to win back-to-back 100 meter uh 100 meter championships in the olympics with her 2008 2012 so like yeah if she could win 2020 as well from running from winning the 100 meter 2008 would be truly incredible like honestly and don't forget she won the she won um the world championships in 2019 with a 10-7 boy oh yeah yeah she's a beast she's a beast she had a kid too Her legacy will definitely be complete here at this Olympic Games, along with Justin Gatlin, too. Justin Gatlin, crazy. He'll be in the final. And, yeah, Justin Gatlin is a beast as well. Legacy will be complete. And now he might not. Be- he might. Hey, he kind of old, though. I mean, he's been old for a minute. But what I'm saying is... That's how he's been old for a minute. 
Trayvon, Trayvon Bromel, Lyles, I guess he might be that. He'll probably be that. Third. I don't know. We'll see, though. Somebody might come up and snatch right. his spot. Trayvon he'll be on the 4x4. Four four. He'll, four four. I mean, he'll be on the 4x4. I mean, he'll be on the 4x1. He'll be on the 4x1. Michael Rogers making in there. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. But uh, that's kind of all we really got for y'all, bro. It's a real just short show today. Short two black runners. But we're coming back next week with some heat. It's kicking off 2021 with uh, some great guests, multiple guests. And it's going to be really fun. And we're really just excited to build up to these Olympics because that's what definitely in this next podcast that we're having. We got three people that may be in the Olympics uh, this year coming onto the podcast next week. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting, bro. Aaron, you got anything you want to say before we close out, my guy? Oh, as always, just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. If you really listen to the end of this podcast, you are a true homie. We got some great podcasts lined up for you for you all in 2021. So I'm super excited excited for this year uh, to continue pushing uh, the sport forward and pushing ourselves to be the best we can. So we're going to get way more interactive with y'all. Y'all like the story we posted the other day. We're going to do some more stuff like that. But thanks again, as always, just for listening, bro. Yeah, most definitely. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at running underscore report, rate, review, and share this podcast. And if you share it to your Instagram story, we will repost it. Believe that. And also believe we'll be back. We'll be back next week on Two Black Tuesday. Believe that. We will be back on Two Black Tuesday next week. See y'all next week and have a great one. Stay safe, wear your mask, and all that great stuff. You feel me? And save Clemson track and field. Go ahead. Google it. Put it on Instagram. Save Clemson TFNXT.